Okay, we're holding Simon Kuf Nun Gimel. We are again, for the final time, in the middle of Siv Zion. Tonight we're going to finish Siv Zion. We're up to the Ramah. The Ramah is on page Lamed Zion. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners and viewers from Torah Time as well as from Shas Illuminated. So we're up to the Ramah, it's page Lamed Zion. We'll go through the Ramah and Halavai. We will be able to start Siv Ches. If yeah, yeah. If not, not. So the Ramah has three different halachas, three parts of this Ramah over here. The first part we'll discuss if you have an individual who builds a shul and gives it over to the community, he relinquishes his rights to that shul, and now belongs to the community. The second part of the Ramah is the whole halacha of selling a shul, whether it belongs to the villages, the kfarim, or to the krachim, the big cities. All those halachas only apply if they're is another place to daven when there's room for everyone to daven. If, it, if this is the only shul in town, there's a different issue. You can't sell the only shul in town because then you'll be stuck without a place to daven. And that's the second part of the Ramah. And the third part of the Ramah is getting a little bit involved in Hilchaz Chayesh Mishpah with the halachas of when you sell something, certain times you have to have a hachraza where you announce before for a period of time that you're selling it so it should be well known. And certain halachas of Aynah where you can't charge more than a sixth more than the value of an item when you sell it. And that will be the third part of the Ramah, a little bit of Chesh Mishpah grade. Fine. So Zakhtar Ramah. Yachid Shabona Beis HaKnesses in the Son of the Kahal. The Yachid builds a shul and he gives it to the Tzibur. Dinaka Beis HaKnesses HaKahal. It's like the has the halacha of the shul of the Kahal. Al Mashir La'atzi Bashum Kayach. Ain La Mecher. Kim Apiya Kahal. Va'apiva Yarishab. Zakhtar Ramah. A Yachid who builds a shul. And the Yachid now gives over the shul to the Tzibur. So if he left over for himself a little bit, then he still could uh, could stop the tzibur from selling the shul, but or him or his yarshim. If he didn't, he relinquished his entire right to the shul. Now it belongs to the tzibur. That's the halacha deramah. Now an interesting discussion that's brought down here in the side number fifty-five, and it's Nigbi Huda. I have the tshuva over here. He says if a yachid who allows the people to daven in his house, right, a house minion. Or you make a minion that's a, a home minion, a basement minion, whatever it is in your house. And let's say you move into a new development like we had and someone gives up their house to make a shul over there. So here it was done temporarily, but let's say you do it on a permanent basis, this is your house. Now does your house, that room, get the status of a shul? And let's say later on you start a little side hustle, you start selling, buying and selling on Amazon, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, you're being matzliach, and it's getting bigger and bigger, and you can't fit anymore in your mud room, and now you're moving to your garage where you had the minion until now. Can you start using the garage as your Amazon warehouse? Or one second, this is already a shul. You've been using it as a shul every Shabbos for the past uh, year, and now all of a sudden you're being successful with your business, you want to use it as a warehouse. Can you do that? Or since it's already a shul, you can't do that. Right? Or, let's say the other way around. Right? We have bingo games. When we get older, maybe one day we'll have bingo games. Yeah, bingo. And we play, I have a big garage in my house, and we play bingo over there. And then one day we need a shul. We want to make a shul from the bingo heifer. Right? We make a shul. And we start davening in that room. Can we continue playing our games over there? Can we continue using it for our davening shalchoyl in this room that we now want to use also as a shul? Or no? Maybe now it's a shul, no longer can you play over there, right? If we uh, have tournaments in there, or you, if you have uh, parties in there, can you still do that? So that's the Shiloh that Yehuda was posed. His Shiloh was taking the, uh, a room, a private room in a house, and making it into a, a store, or a brewery, to make beer, or yain sarf, to make schnapps. And over there, it was more complicated, because they were psukim written on the walls, like a regular shul already. Like we would have things hanging on the walls, they had psukim written on the walls, and there was a Shiloh of Mechikas Hashem, 
from the ocean, from the smoke of the of the of the brewery. But that was the shaila. Over here it says in the side, Yachid number fifty-five. Does not get the kedusha of a shul. So when we had a shul over here in someone's house, it doesn't get the status of a shul. This is a private house. It's used for private things. It happens to be he allows us to have a shul there on a temporary basis. It's clear from what you're doing that this is now a shul. You made it into a shul, which means our first case where a guy had a garage and they're living in Jackson. There's no shul there right now. There was, let's say, go back a few years. There were no, there was no ability to even make a shul. And the guy said, you know what? I have a big garage. Let's make it into a shul. They bring in tables and chairs. They make it in kodesh, and they even hire a rav, and they make it into a real shul. Then, this gets the status of this halacha, a business of a yachid, it was your private house, you gave it over to the tzibur. You no longer can take it down, it's a regular shul, so then you gave it over to the tzibur, it belongs to the tzibur. Now, on a practical level, I don't know if this would apply, because usually when people do this, it's just until we can build the shul. It was a chatechila done temporarily, until we can build the shul, just once we're here, we may as well, you know, suit it up properly and uh, make it look like a shul, but it was always a tanai, that it's only temporary, but if someone would actually make a permanent shul in their house, and then he decides, one second, I need the room, it wouldn't be so possible for him to say, well, I changed my mind. Because if he really made it there permanently, that was going to be a permanent shul. You can't just go change your mind. But the other way around, and the Yudas says, that we had our case, we had our bingo games in there. So if you originally were using it for Darvish al and now you decide, listen, we need a minion, we'll have a minion there, and you continue your Darvish al there, then it's clear that you never intended it to get the Kedusha of a shul, and that would be okay. So if you, for example, you would have any sort of uh, activities that you do in this room, Let's say you have a guy with a very tall ceiling, you have a basement with a very high ceiling, and they make parties in there, and they decide it's the biggest room that can hold the people for a shul, let's dive in there, and they continue with the parties, that's fine, because it's clear you never wanted it to have the kedusha of a shul. But if it's the other way around, where you permanently made the room into a shul, then you wanted to decide after the fact, and now I want to use it for something else, then it would depend if you made it tonight in the beginning, or if it was clear in the beginning that you only wanted it to be a shul temporarily, or but if you wanted it to be a permanent shul, then it would have a status of a shul. If it's shal yachid, maybe you can sell it, if it belongs to the Tiber, which we don't really have these days, but if it would belong to the Tiber, then the Tiber would have the rights to sell it or not sell it. If it's a Yachid, you can sell it, and then you would have to use the money for something which is more more chamer, more conducive than the shul. Unless you would have Shiva Tuvi here, Maimonan, all the halachas would apply, and that's maybe his discussion over here that's brought down in number 55. Zakta Mishnah Bura, first on this part of the Ramah, Sifkot Lamites. We don't care what the original Yachid who had the house, he had the shul, his opinion anymore. He gave it over to the Tiber. So if it would be Gamal such a case where a Yachid would have in his house this uh, shul, then he decides that, uh, or the, the Tiber wants to sell it, he would have no, no he'd be a regular Mispala. He would have no special opinion just because he's the one who donated that room and donated the shul in the first place. Once the donor gives the money, it's no longer his, he no longer has an opinion. Find Zakhtar Ramah, the second halacha of the Ramah. This is the last line on the page. The halachas of selling a shul, whether it's a kvar or a krach, wherever you would be allowed to sell it, is only if you have another place to daven. 
Even to take it down is also totally build a new one. These are old halachas that we're chazering now. That if you don't have another shul in the town, you can't even take down the shul. Right? What that means is that manas livnois, you can't even take it down and manas to build a new shul unless the new shul is already built. And therefore, only these halachas of Siv Zion are discussing where there's another shul that's available to Davin. On this part of the Ramah, Zakta Mishabur Sivka and Mem, the Cholzeh Perish Hotik Farm, Ayushal Krachim, Shatel Oyse, Vidas Yachid, and now we're saying that you can sell it, Sivka and Amal Kijesh, and Besak Nasa Dacherik. Among the Ram Perish, the Rachel Lane, Rakhisha Bono Akshavacherik, you now build a new shul, Avak Sheishlam, Shnebotik, and they see us Mikaidem, also Lim Karachim. If you already had two shuls, you can't sell one. The only time you could sell it is if you already built a new one for the people that were previously davening in the shul. And this is what she tossed from last week. The Magen Avraham and the Taz and Simon Kufn and Beis. Avla Taz raised Simon Kufn and Beis. Mother, I feel by from that. Chenas Ali Rabbi Hashem Kavas Sev Chemasha Biyagra. The Taz holds as long as there's room in the other shul. Berav Chos for you to daven. We allow you to take down this shul. Asmach you'll daven in there until you build a new one. Magen Avraham says you can't do that. Magen Avraham is worried that you're going to be pasheya forever and not build your shul. The Taz is not worried you'll be pasheya forever. Only he's worried you'll be pasheya for a short period of time. Since you have another shul that can fit everyone here, it would be allowed to take down the shul or sell it. You can't fit in the other shul, it's also even according to the Taz. Even shall Krachim, which you can't sell, belongs to the whole belt. If you built a better one already, then you could take down the first one. What's the reason why you can't sell a shul? Shall Krachim? Because maybe the guy in Omaha, he said, you can't, he's not asking for you to sell the shul. He still wants to use the shul when he comes to visit wherever you are. But he, if you're going to have a bigger and better shul, he doesn't care. He's fine dominating the bigger and better shul. So if you built a bigger and better one, you could sell the first one. If you have a new place that's bigger and better, even if the old shul was so krachim, even the eitzim and the avonim, you could take lechul and they shiva tuv ve'ir, my man anche ir. We don't have to worry about the mamanis aspect, about the people in 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 out of town who are makpik. They're not makpik. They have a new place to daven. That's the halacha of the malaf. So come and base also. Even to sell the first one to buy a second one is Aser. You have to only could take down the shul, sell the shul, and the other shul is already built and ready to go in. It's just missing pain for it. Then we're not worried that 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 um that you're going to um uh, not not going in there. But if you um collecting the money, it's not going to be enough. We're worried that you're going to give away the money for bidding shuyim. Then you can sell this one, and the money will go to Chulin, and then you can buy the other one, and since it's already built, ready to go, that would be okay. And that's the second halacha of the Ramah. The first halacha today was again a yachid who gives his, who gives a private shul to the tzibur loses his rights over it. Second halacha was that all the halachas of selling the shul is only if you have another shul ready to go. No other shul ready to go, you can't sell your shul. Third halacha of the Ramah. Called over Shabbat The first line on page seventy-four in the Ramah. Any item shebikdusha shenimkar it's sold and mutter l'shanaisai, and you have the rights to sell it, and you can make whatever you want with it. The money is chulin. Nimkar b'loy ha'chraza. You can sell it without hachraza, there's no hana. So what's hachraza and what's hana? So hachraza is halacha, gemara in ksuvis, not kufam and beis. The, the gemara over there says that if Bezdin 
sells the nechassim of Yisayimim or a bezin sells nechassim, they can't sell it without 30 days. Shum bezin shleishim yaim. If it's nechassim shel hektish, 60 days. Which means for 60 days, the Gemara says, day and night, twice a day, they're going to announce to the world, guys, we're selling this property so that people should, so that they should get the best price for the item. Which means if we're going to sell, let's say, uh, we have, uh, uh, there's Yerusha over here that Yisayimim have. And we want to, they need the money to live, so we're going to sell the, the building that they have in Yerusha. So if you keep it on the market for 30 days, then it'll be well known, and the bidding war will go up, and they'll get the right price for the, for the building. If you're going to sell it in one day, the first guy comes, gives you a cheap price, you're going to lose that money for the assignment, so you have to do Akhraza. Therefore, one would think, now just one, one more halakha about Akhraza, Avadim, Shtaris, and Metalkin don't get Akhraza. Why not? Avadim don't get it because if they hear you're going to sell them, he's going to run away. Shtaris and Metal don't get Akhraza because if you're going to be Mepharsim that we're selling this great fancy painting and all the crooks in the world are going to come and steal it. Karki, you can't really steal. But your fancy painting, all the crooks are going to come and steal it. So there's no Akhraza for Metal. And also, if the Yusayimim need the money right away to pay certain taxes, also we won't do Akhraza. But with Derech we do Akhraza. So one would think over here that since we're sort of like Shliach, we're, we're representing the Tzibra, representing the Kahal by selling these shuls, maybe you should require Akhraza. So we're saying, no, it does not require hachraza because it's not the pshat that we're like shliach representing the shul selling it. We have full right. It's like our, the shivatuvi year or the anche year together, they're considered like it's theirs. And they can go and sell it. We'll see in the Mishabru exactly how that works. They don't need to have hachraza. We're not worried about them losing out because they lose that money, they lose that money. If you have something which belongs to the anim, let's say, so we can't sell, uh, let's say there's a, a house for the poor people. And we decided, you know what, they deserve better. We're going to sell this house and use the money to build a better house for them. A better, uh, you know, based on shul. So then you have to do Akhraza because otherwise they're going to lose out if you're going to sell it on one day. Probably here, it's not like that. Here, it's our shul. We can sell it no Akhraza. I know is Allah in Parshat Bahar. You're not allowed to charge more than a sixth and the value of an item, it's called Aina. If you charge more than the sixth more, then the Mecca is bottle. If you charge exactly a sixth, the Mecca is not bottle, but the money that I know has to be returned. Less than the sixth, you don't have to even return the money. It seems like a Pasha would still not be the right thing to do. It seems like it's a Shaila, but you don't have to return the money. If it's less than the sixth, we assume the person's Michael, that does not need to be returned. And there's um, a beautiful Chinach, although I left it in, the, I meant to bring it here in the, in the it's in the base Madrash. Uh, that this, the Sharish HaMitzvah, which is really, he says it very short, the Indian of not charging Haino, what's the Shah in the Sharish of this Mitzvah, is basically being honest and relying on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to give you what you need, be an honest person, charge what it costs, don't try to rip, rip someone off, and, and trying to, he doesn't speak this out, but the way I understand it is trying to rip someone off is really Chassar and Bitochen. And this is the Vart, which I, I can't help but saying it now, even though it's not Halacha, it's a Divir Agada, but in between we stick in here and there. It's a beautiful Vart, and the thing is from the Nitziv, and Parshish Kiseitze, the Nitziv says that why is it that after the Parsha of Mishkolais, of having a Mishkol that's not proper, which means that I want, you want to buy a pound of coleslaw, so I take out a scale, I put on my one pound piece over here, I put the coleslaw over here, right, and we see, and once it equals a pound, I sell you the coleslaw. If my one pound thing, I chip off the edges, and now it only weighs 0. 0.9, uh, 0. 0.9 of a pound, right, I'm going to be making stealing for you, I'll be making money, because I'm only giving you less than the pound, I'm charging you for a pound. Mishkolis have to be proper. After that's the parasha of Amalek, what's the pshat? Why is it after Mishkolis come Amalek? So Chazal say that Amalek represents Mikra, happenstance, the lack of Amuna in Ashkacha. Could be there's a neighbor there, that which is Mashkiach on the veld, and he actually cares about what goes on over here. That which is why the whole, the Makis Mitzrayim was just steered to what Amalek represented. They couldn't handle the whole Hanhaga in the Midbar of Ashkacha Sashem. And that was what Amalek was. 
So Zakhtan would say, if someone who cheats with Mishkalis is very different than someone who goes and steals your catalytic converter, right, from your car. Someone has a taiva, so he takes something very expensive. I'll steal your watch. That comes from taiva, right? Taiva, I steal big things. When you steal small things, that's not taiva. Small things means that I'm nervous. I have to support my family. I have to come across with, uh, with money. So how am I gonna do it? I'll steal a penny here, a penny there. You don't have a taiva for the penny. I hope not, it's just a penny. But you're so nervous that you have to support your family that you just try to cut corners here, cut corners there, because everything, you'll have what you need. Zakhtan Tziv, Mishkalais is not a chasarin in Taiva, it's not a Yitzhahar of Taiva, it's a chasarin in Bitochen. It's a chasarin that, because it's broken, Mashkiach and the felt, and it gives every person what they need, when they need it, and therefore, since I don't believe that, I have to take care of my family, I need to steal a piece over here, a piece over there, a point nine of a pound over here, a point nine of a pound over there. So when a guy does that, that represents a lack of Muna in the Ashkoch Hashem. So Amalek comes. After the parasha of Mishkalos, where a person has to have a proper Mishkal, then comes the parasha of Amalek to show us that we don't have a proper Mishkal. What that represents is a chsarin and bitachin in the Ashkoch and the Muna in the Ashkoch of Hashem. And that's what Amalek represents. And therefore Amalek comes after that. And that's the Indian of Aina, right? You had a little more over there, a little more over there. Why are you doing that? You know, rely on the Kaddish Baruch Hu. If you steal, uh, you want to steal my car, so you have a taiva. Right, that's a beautiful word. Anyways, that's Aina. And the halacha is that Karka does not have Aina, which means you don't have, the Mecca is not bottles, no, there's no Aina on Karka. Here also we're discussing Karka, so what does it mean, in by Aina? Aina, we'll see in the Mishnah Baruch. Avodavrasha also the Shanaisi, the Kedusha Kala, they erased the words of Kedusha Kala. Davrasha also the Shanaisi, something which you can't just sell it for whatever you want, like the the, the base of Tafsha for the Aniyim, Tarek HaKraza, that doesn't need HaKraza. And let's see the Mishabura on all this. Zog the Mishabura, Sifkot and Mandal. Shanimgar, Mutal Shanaisi. Perish Davrazahu, Alpiyam, Vore Baraz, Baba Echach, Sivach, Abayi Zayil Aniyim. Someone uh, gave a certain house for the Aniyim, they should get the profit from the house, should go to the Aniyim as a, uh, a trust fund for the Aniyim. They shouldn't stop anyone, unless it means they should actually eat fruit in there, I'm not sure what it means exactly, but something that the Aniyim should benefit, and no one should stop the Aniyim from benefiting from it. Wanted to sell the house and use the money to buy something else to give Parnassus to the Aniyim. Because of the Aniyim, it requires Achraza. Since they originally established it that the Kahal should not stop the Aniyim from benefiting from this house, they can't just give it away to, as a gift to someone. This is not a for the poor people in the town. You can't sell it without Achraza. You're cheapening the, the, the amount that you're going to get for the Karka because you can have less, less buyers. If you would have announced it for 30 days, you would find someone who paid more for it. What's the difference I give the whole thing away for free or I give away part of it for free? Not being machriz is essentially giving away part of it for free because you're not getting the proper value for it. If you have the right to do whatever you want with it, it does not have to have achrazah. Even if it will be sold cheaply, for cheap, who cares if you give it away as a matana? I can give it away as a gift. This belongs to us. Us, the tzibur, we own the shul. We can give it away as a matana. So we can give it away as a matana. Don't need achrazah. We're selling karka and houses. There's no another karkais. So what's the chiddush here? Maybe you would think that we were like a shliach. 
What does that mean? That even though Karga never has enough, so what's the Kiddush over here? The Kiddush is that one would say that when you're my Shliach, I don't care what it is, even a little bit more than, than that, that, that you're making me lose out, I can say I send you for my benefit, not to harm me, and I can move out to the whole thing. So over here, we're not going to say that. No, it's not shot. We don't have like a shliach over here. It's ours. We own the shul. And therefore, there's no I know. Mechir is metaltalin. Vadi would have a no over here. Regular halachas of I know. So if we were selling uh, the, the cheers of the shul, there would be halachas of I know. Zaksim kalam and vav. I think so. I think there'd be a no on the cheers. I don't know halachal amaisa because it is halacha. There's no enough for hektish maybe. I'm not sure. Akaponim, it sounds like from here there would be a no on the cheers. Okay, tarachim. Zaksim kalam and vav. Aval davar shah asal shanaisa. They don't say the words of Dusha Kal. Something that's also Lishanaisai, which means like it belongs to the Anim, you can't just do whatever you want with it, you're Meshubba to the Anim with it, that would have enough, even on the Karka would have enough, because you're pushing Meshubba to the Anim, and you need to have a Khraza also. Because then we'll worry someone's going to steal it. It's going to start Sivches because we're falling a little bit behind. I want to see at least the first of cotton. If you have a house, you have to be a regular house, and then your house to your house, should be a shul, it becomes like a shul. And this has to do with the halacha we started off with in the beginning of this year also. Even though you originally used it for a headyeh, it becomes like a regular shul. And you could do this you can't make your mount of your Sefer Torah out of your pants. Right? That's halacha we saw then. There are different exceptions if you change how it was, but the halacha was something which is used for a head and you can't use it for Darvish Shabbat How could you use a house which I used to live in and make it into a shul? And with the Mishabura, because a house is not Darvish Shabbat It's Tashmishay Mitzvah. Tashmishay Mitzvah don't have Kedusha. There are bottom of the Kedusha, the Ran says, but not to the extent that you can't make your house into a shul. Davar Shalakudusha, there the Allah would apply that it can't take something which is used for a Davar and make it for a Davar Shalakudusha. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll go back to tomorrow in Siv Ches. Bye, Sukkot, Memtes. Everyone have a wonderful night.